So wait a second. Look at your dumb ship. You, when you were out of the ship, you had like one. a little flame meter that was going down. Does that mean that you can only walk around on this planet for so long? Did they spawn you on a planet you can't even survive on? Uh-oh, you're gonna die here. Whoa, it's just no, like... Oh, I don't wanna die! Here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. That's this not your Lawrence. job. Thanks, Adam. I'm sorry, you seem distracted. Good way to... <laughs> Jesus. Well, now I am distracted. Oh, it's uh, jetpack! Jetpack! Welcome everyone to a smoldering hot bowl of dude soup. Apparently you can only be near it for five minutes at a time, <laughs> or your red meter falls out. Anyway, we're playing No Man's Sky for the first time. It's happening. We're here. Uh, this is this is the new reality that we you, are all now living in. You paid money for this. I paid money for this. I what noticed you your name about? in the top left. It said you. Yeah, I, like, I bought it last it. night, and I was like, we can play it on the podcast and have a great time. Here we are, having a good time. Find yeah. that iron, shoot some rocks. <laughs> uh, today's Bolo Dude Soup is brought to you by Movement and Zip Recruiter. Movement makes fine, fine watches that you can get for 15% off by going to movementwatches.com slash dudesoup. That's mvmtwatches.com slash dudesoup. And you can post jobs for many job sites for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash dude. So if you need to hire some people, get on it. Although we were just discussing, I think Bruce cracked the code. Turns out slavery is the new the new thing. It is. Bruce, tell us a little bit about slavery. Yeah, what are your thoughts on slavery there? Well, slavery, I mean, like, think about it this way. Yeah. Right now, we're all getting paid to do a job, but we're not getting room or board or food or water. But I use that money to pay for room and board. Yeah. No, I know that, but hold on. We can also decide what our room and board is. No, hold on a board. minute. Okay. Hold on a minute. All right, sorry. And then slavery, they give you all those things for free, but you don't get paid. So uh -huh. basically, we're trading. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> we're slaves to our capitalist desires. Exactly. Oh, so you got to keep going back in your ship to make your red go back up. Is that BB-8 That there? sounds like fun. I That's free. I <laughs> hold on. on. I don't slavery. even know who's talking. Why don't you introduce us, Lawrence? Oh, no. Oh. Um, in keeping with in keeping with my either introducing or not introducing everybody every week in the wrong kind of way, mm -hmm. James, mm -hmm. I will do that now. Okay. Hello, James. Hi, Lawrence. How are you doing? I'm well. Good. I we saw have a, a lot of movies this weekend. Well, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, we have to introduce James. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Very uh, well. Well, we have a special guest, okay. which uh, shouldn't be special considering that she works here, but Elise is joining us today. Hello. Hi. Hi, Elise. Elise. Oh. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully I uh, only add and don't detract anything from this wonderful podcast. She was already getting nervous. We're taking the place of an inflatable sex toy, so <laughs> best of luck. Is <laughs> no, she, though? We still got him back there. Oh boy, he's looking good too. He's got that blue accent on his little face there. What? Look oh. at his glistening oh. muscles. Tyrone looks great today. Did you guys today. talk less or more about slavery because I'm here? Um, well, we don't want to make say. it awkward. We'll so see. Yeah. It's the decide. podcast has only just begun. Uh, it was just funny because Bruce was saying all that stuff. And I do remember uh, in a history class, I had a teacher who was, uh, maybe didn't have a popular opinion on this matter, but he was talking about how when slavery was abolished, there was a period of time where the slaves were like, uh, so can I still sleep here? And the guy was like, no, yep. get out. Like, you're, he was like, I'll employ you. Yeah. I have to pay you money now, but you can't stay here. And they're like, but I don't, I don't know how to pay for stuff. And they're yeah. like, figure it out. And so there was a time where apparently slaves were like, I, I kind of liked the other way, but then, you know, obviously it was, well, uh, yeah. it's more of a human rights thing. Well, it's because there was no, well, there was no infrastructure yeah. set up for that society, that whole group of the population right. that was like, well, what about our homes now? Unlike Bruce, I'm not trying to justify no, slavery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not trying to justify slavery. I'm just saying, saying wake up, sheeple. Is the right thing to do. Wake How up, sheeple. How many times do you think he's going to shout wake up, sheeple, throughout this episode <laughs> right in totally unrelated topics? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, there is no topic in which telling people to wake up, sheeple to wake up, is unrelated. <laughs> hey, oh, you're getting hey, shot by a... Senate, I'll drown. Oh, my gosh. What happens if you die in this game? 
Suicide Start all over. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. Delete yeah. the game. <laughs> You're not allowed to live in No Man's the, Sky uh, anymore. The, the travel bureaucracy or whatever of. Uh, what? I, I said that all wrong. Oh, I'm travel really bureau. tired. Travel bureau. I know my brain's all fucked up right now. But I uh, was saying South Carolina is like trying to get Bruce's number right now. Like we need this guy. Uh, <laughs> good spokesperson. Yeah. Yeah. We you have a lot of points. He's that sheeple thing's going over real well with our uh, our racist overlords. He gets it. Hey, speaking of sheeple. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad made a lot of money this weekend. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of sheeple is but right. Man, is it bad. I mean, I went to see it, so whatever. You called it hot garbage. Yeah, that's pretty hot. Hot garbage. I mean, that's better than cold garbage. I don't mm. use that. I didn't use the term hot garbage lightly. And that is some hot, hot garbage. How do I shoot this thing? I don't know. Shoot it with your fucking laser. You got a laser. This is not. This is a mining laser. Look at it. You're killing it. Yeah. This little bar is going down. There you go. So bro. it's. Uh, I enjoyed myself, but it was more of a laughing at than laughing with kind of enjoyment. Correct. I don't know about you guys. I don't know. It's, my my Bruce kind of volunteered himself to be the devil's advocate, the one who's going to defend the movie in some kind of way. Absolutely, I don't know. Absolutely, I can. Here, hold on. You play. All right. There you go. Go um, for it. Yeah, I mean, like, Suicide Squad wasn't... Well, first of all, I went in with extremely low expectations because I, uh, I'd heard from everybody else, including you and James and every other wow. reviewer, that the movie was terrible. Um, it wasn't any worse than the movies that you adore. Absolutely. Like, all the, all the bad, like, you're like, you know, I was saying, this will be a movie you watch in five years on Bad Movie Night, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, and I, to me, that sort of movie, that's the way you see it. You see it in the theater. You don't you don't see that anywhere. You don't watch it at home. That's a waste of time. Um, I mean, like it's like and it's 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 another movie that I, I consider sort of like Clash of the Titans, where like Clash of the Titans is a, not a good movie. But if you just happen to catch it on television, like let's say you don't put it on to sit down and watch it, you just happen to catch it on television, you can watch it for fifteen minutes and get something dumb out of it, or like some stupid scene or some funny thing happens, and like you move on with your day. Uh, now I'm not saying the movie's good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I thought it was uh, the actors acted the hell out of the film because it was written poorly, <laughs> produced poorly, directed poorly, and the production de design was pretty bad. But the even, actors even themselves... Even Will Smith? I, thought, I, I mean, he's Will a good Smith, actor. He's good at playing Will Smith. Well, I mean, Will Smith, is he's, he's a good actor in general. Uh, I just saw him in, con in Concussion. He's, he's good in Concussion. Sure. I mean, he's good in a lot of movies. But um, the lines he was given were so so bad. They were so bad. And like Margot Robbie, the same with Margot Robbie. Like her lines weren't good, yeah. but she, I, I thought she really, she, she, yeah, she gave it, she gave it her best shot. Um, it was hands down the best live action iteration of Harley Quinn that has ever been done. <laughs> nice. There's, so, a, there's a lot of those San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. shit, I take that back. Um, <laughs> I saw some good cosplayers one time. But, and, and also, I mean, like it wasn't, Trust me, when I started thinking about the film, the more I thought about the film, the more I, the more I was just like, oh, no, no, no. Well, it's, a bad, it's a bad movie. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's I'm definitely a bad movie. If you, if you take all the, the comic book stuff around it, all the fluff around it, all the things that people, were, the reason why people were looking forward to it, all the additions, all the stuff, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It, it's just, a, it's poorly edited. It's mm -hmm. poorly directed. It's Absolutely. Poor, it's just, or, I mean, maybe it was well directed. I don't know. But from what we, no, no. from what I've heard, no. it's. Uh, it was not well directed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a it's a mess of a film. It's a big old mess. That's yeah. the best thing I can say about it. <laughs> it's a big old mess. Again, the term terrible doesn't re I don't know that like I just don't think it had to exist, really. I don't think it existing added anything really even good or bad. Yeah. Like, my big problem is like even Lawrence and I were having a discussion after the movie was over and it's like, "Hey, I think in 10 years we're going to watch this. We're going to we're going to laugh, we're going to have a good time." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. I don't think that this falls into the category of Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. 
I think what makes those movies different is that those are bad movies with a consistent tonal frequency yeah. that are throughout. There's a distinct level of camp. There's that a dis- was somewhat absent. Yeah. In not this. not in Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, like, there's none. Well, so like Lawrence was so, talking yeah. about camp. how he had a good time laughing at it. I wasn't able to do that because it made me feel bad. <laughs> it made me feel like I was laughing at someone who like like was genuinely trying. You know, like if someone some sprinter in the Olympics is trying to run and trips and falls, yeah. I don't laugh at them. I go, "Oh my oh, gosh. Man, yeah. All that work." Yeah. And all of that, and now it's wasted because you tripped accidentally on the ground or whatever. I don't think this was as accidental as something like that. But, man, it's just, like, a terrible script that, like, I I would love to read because it's got to be entirely different from that movie. Because that movie was edited just by what felt like 40 different people yeah. all well, working on different pieces of it and then they just brought their pieces was. together. <laughs> when I think of the production of Suicide Squad, I think of a movie that got announced in 2014 at Comic-Con. They said they were making Suicide Squad and then David, David Ayer had about six weeks to write a script which probably got then got like mulled over by a bunch of different people and executives and then got made, got a bunch of like, you know, photography that got sent back and redone and then was cut by a trailer house. David Ayer did a cut too, but the studio picked the trailer house cut. So I'd like to see David Ayer's cut, Mm. to be quite honest, because there was a ton of stuff that got cut out of that movie. I don't know if you guys have have read any of the lists of all the scenes that got deleted. Um, I don't think anything would salvage it. I think the movie was like inherently problematic. There was a thing that came out today where I think it's like Jared Leto said that, he said like, he's like, I filmed a a movie's worth of scenes and they only used like a few cuts of, but like, Watching that movie, it feels like they didn't film. A lot of people weren't in the same room. It was like uh, like Star Wars, where there's like or uh, Sin City. Like, oh yeah, we'll just shoot you on it's different days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like because it is a big cast. You obviously. said it. You said it best. You described the Joker's part in that where you said the other day you were like it felt like oh, they're like on another set. all right everybody that's a wrap on Suicide Squad <laughs> that's great and then a limo pulls up and Jared Leto gets out and yeah. he's like I'm ready and they're yeah. like. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! You're right. We forgot to film all the Joker stuff. Well, Joker so, should be in this. So much of it, it, it feels like, uh, like Fight Club almost, where it's like, Joker might as well have just been in Harley Quinn's head because she's the only one who interacts with him, hmm. and like, is the, she's the only one who really sees him because they'll do a scene where like the helicopter pulls up, and like, look out! It's the Joker, and then. <laughs> You know, cut to Joker and he's sitting on a, a plane going, Hello, everyone, I'm the Joker. <laughs> cut to Harley Quinn going, Wow, Joker. And meanwhile, the rest of the team is at craft it services does, does or which, whatever. Yeah. By the way, I don't think we can, we we are in any position of authority to fix this film on these no, couches no, or whatever. No, no. But how great would that have been? And how much would have added to the world and the characters in that world if there was a whole subplot that was taking place in her head? Well, that's like that's that is well, you affecting it was be flashbacks. You that would have been pretty cool. Be flashbacks. Well, I was I, I was keeping my they fingers were, yeah, crossed right, that yeah. like the Joker's role was that. Oh no, the Joker's way gone. Batman took care of that Joker a really long time ago, yeah. but Harley Quinn is still dealing with the repercussions of how, the influence that he had on her, and now he's not around anymore. And so, what's she supposed to do? Mm. She's she's basically like in a state of mourning. But then, as cheesy as it sounds, getting friendly with the Suicide Squad is kind of what gives her new drive. New friends, and like, yeah. It, yeah. it means that she isn't necessarily just a bad person anymore. She finds a way to use what the Joker kind of gave her to make it like. Like a constructive change in was, the world. Well, in it's some funny. Sort of like Red Letter Media said this exact thing, and I, I agree wholeheartedly. Where they said like, 
they, they set the movie up in kind of a dumb way, an interesting way, where they go, okay, what if Superman was bad? Okay. The fuck is Harley Quinn gonna do against a bad Superman? Yeah, she use a bat. I know. Yeah. Well, well, that's the <laughs> problem. Use my bat. They, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think it, it's funny because you can kind of see those moments where you guys were talking about where they got two thirds of the way through the movie and then realized they forgot something. Yeah. So about two thirds of the way through the movie, they forgot that Harley Quinn hadn't done anything aside from just be there. So, you're, so they have her run away from the cast, get on an elevator. There's an action sequence. Yeah. Then she comes off the elevator and meets the rest I'm of fine. the cast. Yeah. No. And the entire scene was just shit. Harley Quinn hasn't done anything. No. Let's so just we, have her beat up so some real dudes. Real quick, so I was gonna say, side effect. I think the side effect of all these things you guys are describing is a bunch of people along the way were saying, "What about the Joker? What about Harley Quinn? No. What about?" So nobody forgot. What about Batman? They were Flash. adding. I think they were adding yeah, to the fact. Because right, yeah. I think David Ayer wrote a script. Was like, "Here you go," and then they, and they were like, "Well, what about all this other bullshit?" And then they were like, "Oh fuck!" So then we got to write it all in. So well, I, I real, think like hmm. the added moments were a lot of like comedic and and and. Like yeah, like just a comedic edition. What was a comedic edition in that? Well, movie? just just in general, any time that they tried to do something that was it's like a comedic or well, a one-liner or, yeah. or fun, uh. I feel like that was a reaction to stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy and the yeah. in Captain America Winter or not Winter Soldier, um, the third one, Civil War, where they do have those like attempted comedic <laughs> moments. Yeah. And I think David Ayer, like looking at his like the six other features he's done or five other features, he likes those like gritty gritty little like sort of very like tight procedurals like end of watch I don't I personally did not really like that movie but that seems more like his forte well Fury's the same way there's no humor in Fury oh None yeah and I, I feel like they went back to him and they said this needs to be a romp this needs to be a lighthearted comedic romp against a bunch with a bunch of buddies yeah and you need to add in the, those scenes and those those uh sure. beats and I think like for him, he probably would have been better off trying to make a Christopher Nolan gritty Dark Knight movie. Probably. Would have um, been probably the better place for him. R- real quick, we didn't say it at the top. This is a spoiler-heavy yeah, Suicide Squad yeah. discussion. We're sure not really going to censor anything. So sorry well, sorry for those of you that have already gotten this far and, there's, and have been spoiled. But. Man, I'm sorry if you're a DC fan, but Jesus Christ, there's pretty much nothing to spoil in this movie. Nothing happens. None of the characters the, change. Yeah, there's no sure. arc. There's but, no progress. But it's the, the Wonder Woman trailer before like, the movie looked great. Yeah, it's not bad. Doctor Strange. Hey, Doctor I'll say, Strange I walked away from this movie, from Suicide Squad, with two things: a better appreciation <laughs> of Man of Steel, <laughs> uh, and uh, and thinking that the Doctor Strange trailer is way better in a theater yeah. with surround sound on a huge screen sure. than it was watching it on YouTube. Well, we were like Lawrence said. I mean, and we were talking about yesterday. You guys have already heard this, but. There was nothing changed in the film. So like, she was like, I decided to start this squad just in case Superman comes down to blah, blah, blah. Here's this witch. Uh-oh, the witch fucked things up. Yeah. We gotta send the squad. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Send the squad, like, squad. Isn't she part of the like, squad? Yeah, the, like, she was definitely part of the squad. She's the most powerful one in the squad. Well, yeah. it's like, it's, uh, she's the reason we started this whole thing. Yeah. It's like, it's okay, we have a fail safe. It's her heart. And all we have to do is, it's not working! They're like literally saying, she's like, it does nothing, it does nothing. So, that, and then, uh, so then they kill the witch, and they kill her brother. Very dramatic. Uh, and then everything's fine. Literally nothing changes. It's just well, I mean, like, if anything, they took a step back. Yeah. Because, yeah, basically, yeah. Because yeah, they're like, we got this awesome squad. We lost the witch. We took the, we took out the most powerful one. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and now Killer Croc is lost, uh, he's a thug think about now. It. They I don't lost know. The heroic Diablo. Diablo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Think, uh, think about the fact that he was actually the second most powerful. Th- think about yeah. the fact that she forms a squad based around the fact that there's they have this powerful witch who they can basically do use to do with. anything. Yeah. Right. As soon as they try and use the witch, the most powerful, the arguably the only super th- being in the entire squad. 
She just ditches it immediately. <laughs> right away. Does something evil and then can't be stopped and then causes a problem. So they get the rest of the squad, who is arguably inferior to every to to the witch in every single way. Meet Katana. She has a sword. Well, but has the soul of her husband. What, what is, the fuck does that matter? What is their mission? <laughs> their mission ends up being to save the person who created the squad. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, because someone, for some reason she was hanging out. Someone in the city. brought this up. Twist, man. That was well, a twist. Yeah. It's not a good twist though. It's a twist. stupid twist. Maybe the good guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys are the good guys. Which would be a cool thing. I don't understand if Amanda Waller had all that intel on like Aquaman, Flash, whatever. It's like, why didn't you go to them? Why didn't you go to those motherfuckers? Because they were the hard ones to get. (laughs) They were like, we got to get the ones who are in prison. (laughs) They they also did. They they did those two scenes where they're like, because they did everyone's flashback and like, uh, like, how did you catch Deadshot? We gave some intel to Batman. Oh, he was in an alley. Yeah, yeah. Good one, Christmas, government. Christmas shopping with his daughter. Yeah, out in the open, swinging a gun around, yeah, wearing a pimp hat. And even then, Red Batman. Leather jacket. Man, that's, that's the other thing, too. This, this movie was just kind of a standalone thing. Like, and, and, par- and partly this is, I think, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is just excellent. It's well-written, well-acted. Yeah, it's everything. got a great, it's just great, great story. Not Marvel cool Visually, it's great, Bird right? Bird. No, but I love yeah, no, Guardians I, of the Galaxy because it exists so far removed from everything else, so they didn't have to tie it too much well, to anything. There was anything. no executive saying, hey, put this, put fucking Ant-Man in it. Well, <laughs> nobody, I mean, they, 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 they actually put probably, Thanos in it. They put Thanos and... They put, they did their more, due tie-ins. They did them well. tie-ins. But that was the only tie-in. And Howard the Duck. Benicio Del Toro's character was in... The other movie, yeah, but it's like I know it's, matter, it's yeah. these small little touches, and that's why I think it's subtle. Right. That's why it works well, I guess, better. I guess that's what happens when you plan before rather than after. Right? Yes. When you go, huh? I guess Captain Boomerang should fight the Flash. What do we got? Two hours? We could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my biggest problem with how this movie has been critiqued is it's a, not a great movie, but it's not the horrible, atrocious. Mm. Some, like travesty yeah. that people are painting out. Not at all. I still think movies like X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh are, god, are that was amazing. This. Oh yeah. This, at least I wasn't sure. bored. Like, uh, yeah, really? I, I was bored. For the most part, bored, a man but... physically fell asleep in the front row <laughs> at one point. Gone? But well, <laughs> well, I mean, he felt. I was. I guess a sign of a bad movie for me is uh, when I'm getting bored of the action. When I was just oh, yeah. watching, like, oh yeah. My cool, they're fighting the Putty Patrol. Neat. That's Which, how I felt in Man like, of Steel. My God, that's, that's how I felt in Batman vs Superman. All, all. Well, Batman vs Superman has the huge lull, and then it doesn't have nearly enough action when it gets there to yeah. justify the lull reaching that point. The, the minute, Suicide Squad has pretty well paced. They like, they're like time to drop in another action sequence, and it's boring. Yeah. It's just excruciatingly well, boring. It looks like a bunch of video games trying to punch each other. Yeah. Like when El Diablo and. The witch. Uh, or which brother? Which, which brother, brother fight? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this looks like a, a bad CGI trailer for yeah. God of War. It's still, honestly, I still think it looked better than the Doomsday fight. It absolutely yeah. did. I think it was. They're more both at night in the dark. No, no they, but it one was like at least one's was on like fire. A, there's a choreography in one of them as opposed to just beams shooting yeah. back and forth and waves of energy. Yeah, so sure. I'll, I'll give it credit for that. Um, yeah, man. And then the fact, like, just think about just like bare bones basic things. They're coming in on a helicopter. Yeah. All we've seen as the audience is that the city is is not been taken over, but in the middle of the city is this beam of light shooting into the sky. That's all we've been told as an audience. Mm-hmm. And the helicopter comes in and it gets shot down. Yeah. By who? Yeah. Can you tell yeah. me what shot it down? This is a question I That's asked what we were right away. About. Like when it happened so, in the movie, I was like, who shot it down? I thought it was Joker, but then I was like, the plot. And then I was like, wait a minute. 
Yeah, 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 I guess the the screenplay. Yeah, the screenplay shot, shot it down. down. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> somebody they should actually. You know what? They sh it should have gone back to the Joker. Maybe, but then they why would he shoot like, down Harley Quinn if he's trying to save her? That oh. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, somebody somewhere along the way should have been like, who so shot should down have been the Batman? Holocaust? Who like, didn't know what was up? Yeah. Well, yeah. so so here's here is my explanation. Because when, when I asked myself the question, I answered it because I didn't want to kill myself. Which was, okay, well the soldiers with the putty on their face. Some of them had guns. They had, but they had anti-aircraft. They had anti-aircraft. Or maybe weapons. they did. But the problem that's is that's the point. That's the problem. No, no, yeah. But the problem is, is whenever they fought the Putty Patrol, it didn't matter because they didn't have guns, so they could charge at them, and it did. Like, but right. so nobody had guns. Some of them had guns. Did they? Some of them were carrying assault rifles, but not the huge, giant bullets that were ripping through a military-grade helicopter. So all they had to do here's a way. Here's a way to again. We can't fix the movie from here. I know exactly. But all they had to do to fix it was to have the witch's brother shoot his thing at the helicopter and bring it down. Which is exactly what I thought was gonna happen because they showed him doing that to other helicopters. Right. I know, they could have done that. They showed him earlier in the movie doing his weird whip arms it's, it's, to other things. It's strange that they would have moments like that where you could explain things but then they would they would over explain other things yeah. where yeah. they showed the scene with Flag and Enchantress where he's like, Let's blow this thing up. She disappears and goes, oh fuck. And then they have then later he goes, Let me tell you the whole story. Guys, <laughs> this is what really happened. Yeah. He's like, let's blow this thing up. She leaves. <laughs> it's like, oh yes, God. we saw that. Yeah, yeah. We were there. We paid for this. You just showed me it again. You're yeah. devaluing this movie. Yeah. I yeah, man. It was stuff like that just drove me crazy. There's a whole sequence. By the way, there's a whole sequence where they're in an alley. And then they're like, they're like, turn around the corner, and it's the only, I guess, the only people left in the city, which is Suicide Squad. They're the only ones left. And then there's the Putty Patrol, and they happen to meet, by the way, on the same block, and they start, they like get a snap <laughs> by each, other, each other, right? Yeah. But then they do a fight scene, which has some cool Deadshot stuff. Yeah. It has yeah. some. It's like okay, yeah, it's like this, aimbotting around. Just yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. They finally oh, get cool. to do. Sure. They finally get to do cool stuff in the scene, but you're still like, what the fuck are those things? Mm -hmm. All I saw was a giant thing. There's a scene after that that introduces the Putty Patrol. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I'm like, weird. who puts that together? There's like, it's like she's like, come here, and then kisses doing, him or she's whatever. She's like doing this the whole time. Yeah, she's dancing, yeah. which by the way didn't bother me. I'm fine with. I, I just thought she dancing had to look, and looking like, like someone who had to pee. Because <laughs> it wasn't really like a dance. It was just like <laughs> it was like. Is weird. this good, yeah. David? I didn't yeah. mind. I didn't mind. <laughs> I didn't mind it. She's from a different culture, um, man. So, but then the thing is, then there's a scene where the guy turns around, and now he's. One of the worst designed <laughs> monsters in in the modern film caviar. history. Caviar. That's yeah, all yeah, I can yeah. think yeah. of. Absolutely covered in caviar. Watch. How do they see? <laughs> Which they, well, that's oh, all they yeah. can do. Is they've see. got the gun. They've got the assault rifle. So, but then I was watching it. I was like, shouldn't that have been before? Okay. So we knew what they were going to go so up against. I figured it out. I will attempt to explain all the plot points because okay. I thought about that. Okay. Sweet. And the only reason I the only reason I could come up with that the director and writer could rationalize there was the fact that when they dropped the Suicide Squad in, they didn't know what was going on, so they wanted the audience to also be with the Suicide Squad and be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But the problem is, if you go, then if you go to that scene where they show the Putty Patrol after they've killed all the Putty Patrol, nobody from the Suicide Squad saw that. Yeah. So they never, they never, yes. they never resolved that. Yep. So then you, at that point you can't, so like, again, I'll attempt to explain all these things when I was watching, because that's usually what I try and do. Yeah, I yeah. usually sit there and watch and be like, okay, I will explain that with this. I will explain that with this. Remember when Flag goes, your daughter's been writing you for every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know we met yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I've been carrying the letters next to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> there was like five. Five letters <laughs> every they, day. They stopped this bullet. Yeah. Yeah. His daughter's yeah. letters. Like hole through the bullet. Um, or the well, letters. if they had shown the Putty Patrol introduction scene first, 
And then they showed the Putty Patrol, and this is stupid, but it would still work better than whatever they did, going like, hey, we took over this tank when the military came in, so now we have yes. access to a really high caliber weapon. Yes, sure. And then you just show one shot of him going bang, 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 yeah. bang, and then the helicopter goes down. Or even still, you just Google the guy's whip arm. Yeah. Like these are the, the questions that you have watching the movie that just like rip you out of it, which is why I think like, this is why it feels more like I'm laughing at something than with something. This isn't bat card. Oh, how cringy. George Clooney's using his bat card. Oh, Doesn't right. leave the bat cave without it. Sure. That's cringy, but yeah. it's like... That's camp. When they're doing a production design for a bat card, and George Clooney's saying, I have a bat card, and then Joel Schumacher's like, we're shooting the bat card scene today. Yeah. It's okay to laugh at that. Right. Because everyone knows that it's stupid. He's just not taking the source... Ma- <laughs> you can get angry at him for not taking the source material seriously or not doing justice to the franchise yeah. that's come before it. You didn't do that man who dresses up as a giant bat because his parents got killed once and he's rich. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, at least he's having fun. This didn't feel like this. This felt like David Ayer maybe had some sort of practical effects for the Putty Patrol that looked like shit. They realized after oh, yeah. the fact it looked like shit. It was a mask that they wore. So they were like, "What? Can, we have to cover it with, we have to cover all this bubble. with CG. <laughs> just put a big bubble thing over his head because it's really cheap to do, right. And it's just, but it'll kind of be scary or whatever. Like it was these problems that just like drove me well, up the wall. Practical effects all went to Killer Croc, unsung hero of the movie. And look, Killer Croc. didn't look terrible. I was gonna say, Killer Croc I thought looked pretty cool, yeah. except for when he did the crawl. Well, also. <laughs> he did the one thing that he did in the entire uh, movie. <laughs> well, that's, that's my favorite thing. He's like, I'll handle it, water's my specialty, dog. And then, uh, and then he, he disappears Scuttles. into the water. Yeah. And then the next time you see him, he's getting choked out underneath <laughs> by the bunny. Help! Help me! <laughs> well, he said, he and he said, doesn't contribute at all. Oh, he said, uh, I was born here. You're a tourist. Yeah, yeah. I memorized all the Killer Crocs lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> he has like four lines. Yeah. He had pretty good practical effects. Those are cool. Sure. But then. Uh, but then they shouldn't have put him next to regularly sized people. Like mm-hmm. he should have only performed scenes with hobbits. Well, so right. it made him look intimidating because he he must have been five foot four. Well, also, yeah. also, like his boobs were all droopy. And like, <laughs> he didn't look ripped. His I was head, like, this fucking dude should be ripped. His head was huge. He kind of had a barrel chest, and then his arms were like. He just just said, yeah, yeah. No, this is the way Killer Croc stood all, most also, of the time. Also, every character in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> every character in that movie, you could be like, oh, I know everything about you just by reading their tattoos. That's oh, what I liked. Man. Like, Joker's... Like I, I still, they all forgot. Yeah. I still think, like it, like, it says damaged over his head, and it's yeah. like... All right, and what what is it? What do the jewelry on his knuckles say? Like yeah. Joker, like well, or something he, like the that. The fifth time he did this, and he went ha ha ha. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> subtle. I know. Yeah. That's what I like about Joker is the subtle. T- so, so we'll throw out a suggestion for the for the Joker, and I, we were talking about this yesterday too. Is like retcon the Joker. So the next the next movie that features the Joker, make sure the Joker is Jason Todd or something, somebody other than the actual Joker. Because the guy with the tattoos and the crazy hair yeah. and, you know, like, the Hot Topic wardrobe shouldn't be the real Joker. The, the real Joker should have been killed by Batman long I, ago. I, I mean, like, this I should was, have been an imitation. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to judge until I see the movie. Me now, too. the movies, I, I will judge the shit out of yeah. it. And it's dumb. It's it's all just shock value. Like, And I, I get it where people, I'm like, why does he have a girl? It's like, well, Batman punched his teeth in. And get veneers. Like, I, why would he? Why does he need a metal grill? Why does he need a tattoo on it? Like, it just should just say like, "I'm Joker. I'm bad. Here's a list of all the things that I will do in the movie." Like, 
uh, just some sort of subtlety would be nice. And, and again, Jared uh, Leto acted the hell out of that part, and he, he was did. given nothing. Like, the lines were bad, everything was bad, motivation was bad. I felt really bad for him because... I, I, felt, like he was, I felt like he was an actor doing textbook crazy, though. Abs- absolutely Because at was. one point he sounded like Jim Carrey. But see, but that's, in, my, that's, in my opinion, that's the direction. That's David Ayer being, oh, like, being like, well, okay, well, you got to be really crazy, so, like, do the Heath Ledger voice, but yeah. then also uh, talk about how crazy you are. Apparently, Jared Leto, he, like, stayed in character. Like, he messaged acted it where sure. he stayed in character even when he wasn't in, in in scenes performing and there were some actors that said they never met the real Jared Leto oh, that was Jesus. a quote I forget no who it was has. but somebody no somebody has. said I never met I the want real 30 Jared seconds Leto. to Mars Leto not <laughs> Joker Leto yeah. Just, Jared Leto's a really good actor and that's, yeah, the, and that's the problem with that is that like that's why I know it's the direction it's like Natalie Portman in the professional and then in episode one like sure. episode one, she's garbage. Oh yeah, and then in the professional, she's awesome. It's, yeah. that's the direction. So, I agree. You know. I agree. Yeah, it's a shame too because that kind of like he one he could have been a great Joker, right? Like just yeah. a solid Joker. They clearly went in a different direction. He could still be a really cool Joker wannabe like imitation, right? right? Like, but it seems like what he was trying to do that Joker. His master plan wasn't to torment Batman, to torment Gotham, to drive people mad, to just cause chaos or havoc or anything. It seemed like he wanted to get rich, dog, <laughs> and and along the way, form the gang that tries to beat up Robin in Batman Forever. Like, that wears neon <laughs> on everything and skates everywhere. Yeah. Like, that was his goal. Yeah. I, I actually kind of enjoyed watching Jared Leto do his thing. I, I, look, I didn't, I didn't I mind he, it either. He got better, I felt like, because when he, I, I imagine the dance club scene where he's like where I'm just confused as it was happening like yeah, look way. another man with tattoos and he's like it's like Harley get in here and he's yeah. like dance on him dance and it's like <laughs> then he's just like, <laughs> like what the fuck is going on yeah. well that well the problem is there's the one Tom dude like I don't want no peace yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, that yeah, one yeah. dude is like it's like he was the audience this is weird bro he's like, like um, fine I'm, I'm, I mean, just feeling. I'm just well, saying she's hot bro yeah, but I don't want to cause you I mean in that particular scene I felt more empathy because I felt like the actor didn't know what was going on in the scene either oh yeah there's a lot of scenes like that there was there was one in particular, it was after a stupid flashback, and then it cuts back to uh, Harley Quinn and Deadshot in a stairwell having a heart-to-heart, except none of their lines mean anything, and it doesn't go anywhere, and then the movie just continues on after the fact. But there's no scene of continuity, so it's like, out of everything that probably got cut out of that movie, why did these scenes make it in? Yep. Yeah. If they don't ha- mean anything in context, unless it was purely just like screen time grab. Maybe. They were like, we need I think more it was, Joker again, time. I think it was the executives after the fact. They were like, you've got to put the Joker in the film. We need the Joker because mm. Joker we know is with Batman, so we need Batman and we need Joker in the DC universe yeah. right now. Yeah, um, that, that's what. I th- Lawrence, do we have any ad reads or no? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. I, I know it's just can way I, late. Can I just say this is still been relevant? For sorry, Lawrence. Uh, you were saying that it seemed like some actors didn't know what the other actor was doing. <laughs> I did read a kind of interesting thing that Har- uh, like Jared Leto and Margot Robbie didn't rehearse at all together before, so they both went into those scenes like not knowing. At all with like the other ones. Yeah, it doesn't do. show. It's fantastic. It doesn't show. It's, it's just completely seamless. Seem, wow. Anyway. Like they've known each other for years. When he pushed her into that vat, she didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry, Lawrence. You d- you couldn't have known that I was going to do that. We didn't rehearse that exchange before. That's You're true. like our Jared Leto. Wow. <laughs> she's just man. She's she's method right now. Yeah, she's going to send us a rat and go. Ain't I wacky? I'll play. When 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 will I ever see the real Elise? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she's gone for this entire podcast. <laughs> So uh, if, if you're looking for a cast of actors to do your awesome comic book movie, maybe check out ZipRecruiter. Uh, it's a service that lets you post to hundreds of job websites from one place. Essentially, you fill out your job listing and all that stuff, and then they'll repost it everywhere for you. 
And you can do that for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash dude. It's funny, I just got a call as the podcast was starting. ZipRecruiter was calling me, telling me that, hey, you didn't finish your job posting. So <laughs> I started one last night. As I discussed last week, I need, to, I need to put up some postings for a personal assistant to me to help me in all of my processes in my everyday <laughs> life. Uh, it's getting a little too much, a little too much for one man mm, to manage oh yeah. the Sontag empire. I can Absolutely. imagine. Uh, but yeah, so uh, ZipRecruiter is a good place to do that. It'll help me reach the most candidates with uh, the shortest amount of effort and time and all that stuff. So uh, they say you can just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Calls to your phone, I guess, are another matter. Uh, but you can try ZipRecruiter, post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash dude. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have some candidates and we can all revise. Okay. We can all discuss equally hmm. all right. uh, and judge the, the caliber of employee. Make, Make sure they get their social security numbers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and their phone numbers. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to have to do some phone interviews. Man, you got a scanner already? I was trying to find that blue stuff so I could fly around. <laughs> I, I, just re- I just repaired it. I, uh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't begrudge anyone for liking the movie. Absolutely I should not. say. Like, obviously, it's you okay can to like bad things. Yeah, it's totally okay to like bad things. It's just really, sometimes really hard for me to sit and back and just enjoy something where I'm like kind of embarrassed. Well, so the, you yeah. guys mentioned that, uh, that stuff like Batman Forever is good because of camp. I feel like what we saw in Suicide Squad is this generation's camp. And I, don't, I guess I don't mean generation in terms of like millennials or whatever. I just mean it in terms of eras of cinematic history. So what I love about Batman Forever, it is, it is the ultimate in throwing money at practical effect before you had CG. Yep. Oh, geez. So there were, there were some, um, there were some CG sequences in Batman Forever. Mm -hmm. They're terrible garbage, and it's just like, (laughs) they spent tens of thousands of dollars on this two-minute sequence where Batman's getting thrown around in, like, cyber neon Gotham. And the rest of it is just, it's uh, somebody, I can't remember who said it, but somebody essentially said it seems like an Andrew Lloyd Webber production. Yeah. (laughs) And that makes a lot of sense, given how theatrical the villains are, and that, Every set is the kind of just kind of old school cinematic set where it's a locked off set. Mm-hmm. There's one camera pointed at it, and the like lighting work is pretty incredible. Giant the set design is pretty incredible. Dude, the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joel Schumacher's like, yes, perfect. Good. So uh, in that way, Batman Forever is both like an amusing uh, artistic failure, but also kind of symbolic of the the uh, the thinking of the time. Is that so. We we've like kind of tapped out on imagination, so let's just make the biggest practical movie we can even imagine to do, and let's hire all the best set designers and all. So to me, Suicide Squad is let's throw money at all of this talent and try and make a movie out of it, while also copying the creative output of another studio that's already done it better. Yeah. And I think that that effort resulted in a movie, Suicide Squad. I think ten years from now, people watch them be like, oh yeah. That was what was going on at that time in movies, and this this movie is kind of a monument to that sort of failure. Uh, to me, that's that's what I find more enjoyable. I think Batman v Superman will kind of be that more than Suicide Squad was, Maybe. but I think the people who dork out over bad movies will probably like Suicide well, Squad it's, more. It's a weird thing coming from my position where I am ultimately I, I always land on just being a big Batman fan. It's just something that I watched as a kid and read as a kid, and it was like it always meant something to me. I always thought Iron Man was stupid. I didn't really give a shit about Captain America, and I sure as hell did not give a fuck about Thor. But 
in the movie Avengers, the first Avengers, 2012 Avengers, whatever, there is a scene in the forest where Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor standing next to each other, and I get the biggest chills of like, yeah. holy shit, they're all there together because they earned it, they deserved it, they got to that point. Mm -hmm. When Batman showed up behind Deadshot and tapped on the back and said, go to jail now, please. <laughs> or Flash showed up with Captain Boomerang, I'm like, I didn't give a fuck about any of it. Yeah. And which is a shame too, because I'm a big Justice League, uh, the animated show fan, where it's like, Booster Gold would show up, and I'm like, this is cool, Booster Gold, hey, who expects this? <laughs> they do these movies, and it's like, how are you making me not care about Batman? I guess because Batman probably wouldn't jump on top of a Lamborghini and just start punching it for no reason. <laughs> so Adam, I've got a devil's question for you, because I, sure. I, I, would, I would argue out of all of us, you probably have seen the most DC content. Sure. They, you know, Bruce has got the angle on the TV, but... Um, uh, yeah, hopefully that counts. I don't if know. you can imagine Suicide Squad as one of the as like a DC animated feature, they made a Suicide Squad animated feature. Was it? Is it? So my theory is that Suicide Squad is about as good as any like feature length DC animated movie. Maybe a little better. With um, a movie? The, yeah. The, 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 an, the anime is not um, bad. not compared to the animated Suicide Squad. And most of the DC animated I've seen has not been good. That's uh, the thing. It's been getting worse. I haven't seen Killing Joke yet, but it. That I was. Killing I hear Killing so, Joke is bad, really so, bad. Okay, so That's two different movies. It's weird. Too. Yeah, it's it's like they they were like, all right, let's make a Killing Joke feature, and then they were like, oh god, this is only sixty pages. Yeah, <laughs> like sixty Oops. pages of a graphic yeah. novel is not a feature length. But, movie but and like so they a, add a whole nother movie at the beginning of it. On the flip side, though, Dark Knight Returns, when they adapted the Frank Miller thing, which is two parts, is great. Yep. It's mm -hmm. really, it's like, it's almost like yeah, yeah. line for line, the whole thing. And I was like, it's really well done. That's real cool. And well, they got freaking uh, Robocop to do the voice of Batman. It's like, oh, uh, Peter Weller? Uh, yeah. I guess my, my ultimate point, uh, I'll just make this one real quick, is Go that ahead. I feel like Suicide Squad is the sort of comic book movie that always existed before Marvel came in and did something a little genuine and then kind of got kind of got it right. Um, I don't think that 89 Batman is a particularly good film. It just earned a shitload of money. I just rewatched it recently. You saw yeah. me watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. No, and and I think wow. I think Suicide Squad feels to me like a comic book movie in the way that that used to they used to set it aside. It's like okay, you cannot judge this movie like it's a normal movie because mm. there's superheroes running around and they're wearing stupid outfits. But it's fun. It's like it's a good comic book movie. I, I think we got to not a, do that for a while, and now I think we're getting reminded what it used to be well, like. Well, I, I think that's kind of a, a weird thing. It's like if I were to write a book and go, well, just don't judge it like a book, guys. I know it's a book, but don't judge it like a book. Like, but you wrote a book. Yeah, I know, but that's not fair. And like, it, it's kind of like Ready Player One, they, right? I mean, I haven't read it, but from from Adam, do you even hear you describe it? It's like. You can't really judge it like a, a solid narrative. It's more just a collection of I things mean, that if, you remember. If that's the medium you choose to rep, have your product represented as, you have you will be judged as such, and you should be. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm like I'm with James. I'm not going to begrudge anyone for going there and having quote a good time, so, as everyone says. I, a lot of what I was thinking about is like you know, it, there's so many people that are passionate about this kind of stuff, right? Comic books, movies, everything, right? That people like Adam that have just like a love for some of the source material and the characters and all the different iterations of the characters, seeing them transform and stuff like that. And I'm like, I just didn't get the feeling that the David Ayer, or not necessarily David Ayer alone, but I didn't get the feeling that he cared. I think he liked the idea of bad guys more than he liked the idea of Suicide Squad. And so he was given the option to do Bad Guys Avenger, and he was like, oh, sweet. I guess I should read up on these characters. I have no idea whether or not David Ayer grew up on comics or whatever. Maybe he did, but it felt like what the end product was was something that's like, I don't necessarily 
care about the material. I just like the idea of making something that I wanted to make. And that's always so odd. Like, I always think about Bruce Timm. And the, the episode of Batman the Animated Series where they're all talking about how they all, the time they almost oh, got yeah. Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, how awesome. That episode is fantastic. And it's like all of those characters are just like perfect. Yeah. Perfect to a T. Even Batman, who's impersonating Killer Croc. <laughs> like, so like, the, all of those characters are just so perfectly in tune with it. We watched another movie this weekend. It's on Netflix. Uh, the Little Prince. Oh, right? I, saw a, I saw a billboard for that and it looked, it looked adorable. Based based on the uh, the children's book, which I, I never really suicide I squad. What? Oh, it's a French it's a French it's children's French book, children's yeah. book, right? Very simple, like less than a roll doll in terms of its content or whatever, and it's a very surrealist kind of thing. Mm. They made a feature length movie, and the guy who made it or wrote the script or whatever, I was watching it going, he must have loved these books. He must have loved them. He probably understood, tried to understand them to the best of his ability, and he made a movie that isn't necessarily an adaptation of the book, but it's a love letter to what the books well, meant to him. The book is very, it's somewhat short as well, so like he built a framing device yeah. around it too, which also sure. really, really works. Like, because at first I was like, oh boy, what is this going to be? But it, it works. I think, I think a lot of what Suicide Squad and movies like it, especially comic book movies, are trying to do is pay to an extent some level of fan service. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's a way to do that in a way that feels forced. And Suicide Squad, to, to a major degree, like felt like David Ayer was like, well, we gotta do all these things. You mean when so Harley like, Quinn yeah. physically pulled out the outfit from the comic, yes. or the, oh, the, yeah. the, the cartoon that the she Jokers, came from? Or the split. Yeah, or well, they did the whole Alex Ross painting yeah. scene, yeah. where I'm like, like, I mean, yep. you're just jerking off on the fan's face <laughs> at that point. And which I guess is fine, but I'm like, that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't give you like a pass. That. Well, I mean, well, some people well, like that. Oh, sure. Uh, getting is, jerked this off is on. sort of unrelated, but it's, pre- it's pretty like topical right now, and our community might find it topical. But I'm, I've been reading like the rehearsal script for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the mm-hmm. like London play that's happening mm-hmm. right now, and uh, it feels like fan fiction. I've heard it's bad. To me. I've heard it's real bad. And I, and then it's funny because I was talking to like. Like Jack from Achievement Hunter's wife, Katie, who's like a big Harry Potter fan, and she's like, "Well, she's like Jack. Jack said it feels like fan service." And I'm like, "When does it? Like, what is the line between like fan service and yeah. fan fiction?" Because like to me, I'm like this, hmm. and, and not to say that fan fiction is bad in quality, but to me, it doesn't necessarily embody like the the subtlety of of the Harry Potter books, which I know you said like there's no subtlety. But I, I was the one that said that. <laughs> yeah, there is no subtlety, and that's the, that's like one of the things I like about them. Uh, this is this is I think so, kind of the it's awesome. Listen, it's awesome sharing your interests with bigger communities and stuff like Comic-Con is awesome. Huge people dressing as your favorite characters and all kinds of stuff like that. It's so cool. But man, it is kind of scary when they think when everyone thinks that they should have a hand in the creative process uh. of other things cuz like X-Men Apocalypse, a movie that for the most part I like, it's okay. was riddled with that. It was riddled with fan service. Psylocke was basically just an excuse to put that comic book character in there like it didn't yeah. count for anything even there's a whole point where the movie takes a 90 degree turn just so that way it can get Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine Weapon X yeah. costume yeah. which by the way doesn't translate to screen like it the looks, way it that it terrible. looked in the comics I always thought the action like you get that action figure because you're Parents would know you liked X Men, so yeah. like your gr- grandparents or whatever would get you. And my kids into gay porn. So here's like, Weapon X. Thing. Here's Weapon X, and it's like this ugly helmet yeah. and stuff, and it like makes sense in a comic book when you're reading it or something like that. But just 
outside well, we, it, it doesn't, but it, they still put it in that way because they were like, if we don't, we'll get yelled at by the community. Sure, but I mean, okay, here's here's three examples. Um, I'm just using films, but um, uh, The Shining, Jurassic Park, and Where the Wild Things Are. Those are three things that were adapted mm -hmm. and I would argue successfully on all fronts, yeah. but deviate wildly from yep. the source material because Where the Wild Things Are is a three-page book yeah. and uh, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Spike Jones is like, well, okay, what if we go like really deep with this and make it like a sad story about a kid going through divorce and this is all going in his head. It's like, holy shit, feelings, wow. Yeah. And then like Jurassic Park is, I mean, the, the source is there, but a lot of it's way they, different. They, they flip almost all of it. Well, it's almost inverted. Well, it, because when you're a master of your medium, you right. go, okay, if I adapt this one for one, it's probably not gonna work. But if I make it for a film, then okay, because I'm not relying on the audience to fill in the gaps, I have to do it for them. Suicide Squad just, it kind of felt like, or I would say a lot of the modern Batman for Zuman being one of them, I think they're they're missing out on the subtleties of what makes it great. Like the where the wild things are, rather than going, the pictures are good. That's why people mm -hmm. like it. It's like, you need to get someone who's actually smarter than everyone else and go, well, let me pick apart the things that make these things great. And that goes back to that Batman episode where they're like, okay, here's a love letter to everything about Batman and why I love Batman. And Bruce Timm always hit that right on the mm -hmm. head. Where Zack Snyder goes, I like big buff dudes hitting each other. Mm -hmm. Put that on screen. You're like, well, you're, you're talking <sighs> about really like excellent filmmakers versus only okay filmmakers. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing about like uh, Marvel movies is like we always talk about their cookie cutter Marvel movies. Basically, you know, almost all of them are pretty much the same. That doesn't mean that I don't enjoy them. Uh, and what's another interesting thing about that is that Marvel somehow made it so that they're molding these filmmakers into what they want them to be. Mm. And they get a James Gunn occasionally that will make a really good film that knows how to make a film. Um, DC hasn't gotten there yet. I, th I don't know if DC has their Kevin Feige. Well, they had uh, Nolan, but that's such a yeah. He doesn't little, want to do that. But he doesn't he want to do that. Like, that was like, such a bottled thing. I just recently rewatched uh, Begins and Dark Knight, and I'm like, started Dark Knight Rises again. It was like. This will never happen again, and it can't if it wants to live within this vision. Right. But God, how smart was that movie with the Joker and everything else where yeah. you know, they just said, what is the Joker? Well, imagine a thing just appeared yeah, because just of chaos. Batman. He's just chaos. He has no backstory. He has none of this. And I was like, what a smart way. Like, well, they even, now, imagine they even they play in the lack of his backstory. They're, they're repeated. Like, yes. he's always telling a different story about yeah. how he got his yeah. scars oh, and no, stuff. Oh, no, exactly. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And you as a viewer are frustrated. And like, even the music is like, it's the stinging noise. But... I like that they just went to the core of what made that and said, okay, how do we make this work within a realistic world? I don't think they did that with the Joker. They just, they went with uh, style over substance. Mm. Well, back to the discrepancy between Marvel and DC's cast or roster of filmmakers. James and I were talking about this because uh, I'm looking forward to Aquaman. Don't care about Aquaman, but James Wan is directing it. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, I'm kind of interested. That and the Wonder Woman movie sort of have me hanging on to the DC universe. What a weird world we live in where Aquaman and Wonder Woman are far more interesting I than know. The, the heavy hitters. Um, mm -hmm. But then you look at Marvel and you had like Kenneth Branagh directing Thor and it's like, what the yeah. fuck? Kenneth Branagh made a Thor movie. Yeah. And like Taika Watiki, Watiti or whatever that- Watiti. Watiti that just made a, what, what We Do in the Shadows and oh, then yeah. we just saw Where the Wilder People, or Hunt, Hunt for the Wilder Hunt People. For the Wilder People. And like he's making Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And we're, and we're like, what? This is incredible. Well, but like these are directors that you would, they're not Michael Bay's that you would ever estimate would make a Hollywood blockbuster or an action movie, but they're the directors we want to see making movies. This is, I, I totally agree. And uh, this goes back to what Adam was saying about why do I, why do I like Iron Man and Captain America yeah. so much? These are stupid, dumb, dumb things. Yeah. It's because they find creative individuals who are invested in character yeah. and developing that character. I think Steve Rogers is 
great. I cannot wait yeah, I for every single Captain America movie because I think that combination, direction, casting, and writing, yeah. Steve Rogers is great. Yeah. Tony Stark, fantastic. Go watch him all day. Chris Hemsworth as Thor is just I never, never cared about Thor. Yeah, like I roll, Thor made me roll my eyes just the concept of him in general in the comic books, and I could hardly ever well, unless it was part of a bigger storyline. He, he was also a punchline in uh, Adventures in Babysitting when Vincent D'Onofrio played him. Basically. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah wow. and they call Thor as a f word. Uh, so, but it's <laughs> like they invest in these directors who can build character and make you care about the character and know there's something more there. Yeah. And I think that's where they're most successful. And and I, I, like, I'll like i basically go back on it and say, like, I mean, not go back on it, but I still hold true, it's really boring, but that's why they keep doing the origin stories over and over and over again, because they want to make sure by the end of the movie... It gives you something to you're, do. You're, you, well, <laughs> well, you're excited about the character. It's easier, to, it's easier to make, but I think it also means that by the end of the movie, they want to make sure you know who Tony Stark is, you know? I this game. Fucker! Not, I know. Did I you? accidentally landed again, and now I don't have enough fuel to take off again. Did you um, know that Deadshot's mother's name was Martha? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fact, I thought it was I his daughter. Oh. <laughs> well, Everyone's the, named Martha in that universe. The only movie I'm excited about in DC, because I'm not excited about Wonder Woman, because I, I, look, I love Wonder Woman, I love that music, but man, I, I'm not, I, I feel like that movie's gonna fall flat. Oh, I yeah. hope James Wan does well with Aquaman, but boy, am I not. I don't, I'm not holding my yeah. breath for that one. Yeah. The only movie I have left, the only one, and I think you'll probably agree with me, is the Ben Affleck Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Ben Affleck knows how to make a movie. Yeah. yeah. He was good as Batman in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. I think he can make a good DC film. I, I'm <laughs> I just, I'm a little, after Suicide Squad, I'm a little worried because now they're making him into Tony Stark. And I'm like, that. Well, yeah. The, yeah. the thing with, I mean, and once again, you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want because that's actually one of the things that I really have enjoyed with DC through the years is that people take a lot of artistic liberty with their version of Batman or their version of Justice League. I'm like, you know, do whatever you want. Like, that's fine. Uh, do like a Red Sun version or whatever. But Batman typically made more sense to be the guy who's like, call me if you need me. Yeah. I'll fund yeah. your little project. But he's like, he's he's always the, the badass in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Superman or someone else being like, come on, guys, join the team. And now that... Batman's going up to Amanda Waller. I'm kind of like, okay, I get that, and, he, and he's sort of doing that because Superman's not around right now. But it, it just it feels like um it feels a little too much it like Tony Stark right now. It feels now. like they went well. Super uh, Justice League was traditionally Superman's vision. What if it was Batman? Yeah, yeah, maybe <gasps> it, would, it would be all. It would. I mean, so there's a really fucking good animated DC movie recommending. Um, shit, I think I may have got the name wrong. I think it's Justice League Doom. Might be getting this one mixed up, but I basically. Think I think it might be. That's oh. the contingency plan one. Is it may have been? Oh, I'm getting it mixed up. There's, there's. I'm just gonna spoil the whole thing, but you should watch it. Um, it's great because someone starts offing off all the Justice League members, mm -hmm. like all, like a, a coordinated perfect attack. They do all these things that pretty much almost kill everyone. Like, how do you outsmart the Flash? How do you kill Superman? How do you kill Batman? How do you do this? How do you do that? And then you find out that it was Batman's plans that he had made, mm. and like Lex Luthor stole them from him. Oh. And they're like, and the Justice League's like the fuck do you have all this stuff for? And he's like, I don't trust you. Just in case. I'm, like, I'm like, that's Batman. That's, that's such a perfect encapsulation of what Batman is. Of Even he's working with all these superheroes, he's like, yeah, you could be the nicest guy in the world, Flash, but I need to know how to kill you. You can run around the world in two seconds. Yeah, what if you get? What if you step out of line? Everyone's like, well, what if you step out of line? And Batman even made a contingency plan against himself, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. so anyway. Gun with a single bullet in it. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Lawrence, it looked like you were gonna a do A picture of his parents and, and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we should. I mean, it's like, it's, I think it's come up on... Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Lest, lest you run out of time while you're watching all of your DC cartoons. Whoops. Uh, you can get a movement watch to tell you the time in a classy and artistic way. I imagine Bruce, Bruce Wayne probably wears a nice little watch. He doesn't check his iPhone every time he wants to know what time it is. No. He looks at his wrist because he's rich and cool looking. <laughs> uh, so you can be rich and cool looking for starting at $95. Uh, they... Movement watches are pretty great. They're classical styling. Oh, they call it, what is here? Uh, classic design meets stylized minimalism, which is a phrase that I enjoy. I also just like minimal designs in general. I like flat colors and stuff like that. And all the watches are pretty classy looking. Uh, they have tons of interchangeable band and color schemes, so you can customize your look or your wardrobe. It's a, oh, you were just making... I'm modeling in front of you. Oh, nice. Yeah, make those noises. It's good. Uh, but they're fantastic. Uh, if They're not changing cameras. It's, uh, it's something that I bring up often, but if you're... Uh, if you're maybe going out in the world, you're you're networking, you're trying to trying to live this whoa boy, all right, trying to live the sweet life mm-hmm. out there, trying to impress some people, uh, trying to move and shake or hustle as the as the kids say now. Live the skucks life. Yeah, the skucks life. What is that? It's from the hunt for the wild people. Oh, okay. Uh, then Sorry. you should. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. You should get a watch because uh, it looks classy, and you'll look classy wearing one. Uh, so please go to movementwatches.com. That's M V M T watches.com slash dudesoup to get 15% off your entire purchase. One more time, that's mvmtwatches.com slash dudesoup. 15% off your entire purchase. Hey, look good. Treat yourself right. Have a nice watch. Look nice. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember there was like, it's probably, it's probably outmoded at this point, but I remember reading some shitty article saying like, if you're a single dude, here are five things you have to have. Hmm. And it was like a pocket knife, a watch, and just like all these little a things. Trilby. A trilby. A trilby, yeah. A trilby. Uh, a long leather jacket. Drill bit? <laughs> yeah. A long leather jacket. <laughs> well, there, there was a thing in, uh, I think I've, you're done with the ad read? Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, there was a, uh, like a GQ thing or something like that where they said like, here's a style to go along with your, like, car. And it was like, a nice watch, a blue suit, a BMW. And I'm like, ah! Like, I <laughs> no. BMW. Yeah, yeah, I was like, which one goes with a 94 Civic? That's like, that's <laughs> like uh, Goop or whatever, Gwyneth Paltrow's blog. Oh, God. Oh. She's like, after a long week, it's important to relax. That's why I get a $12,000 massage. Yeah. <laughs> so go to your local somewhere. Chinese cuppist. Yeah. <laughs> cuppist. What the hell is a cuppist? <laughs> she's got cupping done on her back. That's why you oh, see suction. pictures where of they her do where like, what she's in got the, like, world? the red marks on her back. God, really? Yeah, there, yeah. there was someone else who was like, you should get stung by bees. Getting stung by bees is good. And then also put vitamin E on your vagina. And doctors are like, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Stop, stop, stop. Don't, that's bad. But Gwyneth said, yeah. damn it. Yeah. I was uh, about Chris, to fly away. What the fuck? And I accidentally fuck? hit the square button, and now I can't fly. So yeah. I gotta find more plutonium. I don't know where it is. It's a weird hickey. Uh, I, I, I saw a lot of movies this weekend, though, so yeah. yeah. I think, I think yeah. if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, you probably don't need to rush out to see it. Um, I wait for the director's cut, and then the director's yeah. cut of that director's Actually, cut. Actually, yeah, wait for the director's cut. I, 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 I don't know. That's gonna make it better. I don't know that don't it know. didn't make it didn't make uh, Batman v Superman better. Yeah. It just made it different, and and kind of filled in some of the plot holes. But again, it comes down to character, and that movie didn't have great character. Um, um, I didn't see movies, but I saw a Weezer and Panic at the Disco show. Uh-huh. Um, where I'm not really a big Panic at the Disco fan. I know one song. Yeah. But I can say, uh, holy hell, they put on a live show. Was it a scene? Uh, I think that's Fallout Boy. It was the scene, man. Oh, I don't know. What? <laughs> what? Are you making Panic at the Disco? No, I was just asking if it was like wild. Oh, oh. I, I mean, it was cool. There was actually a lot of fans there. A lot of oh. like, um, sorry, a lot of um, like Rooster Teeth fans. Oh, okay. Okay. I saw a guy with a Let's Play Live shirt there. Oh, cool. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Um, but um, 
they uh, they had like a, a brass section. Cool. Basically, cool. it yeah. felt like a big like a modern big band thing. The lead singer could not wait to take his shirt off though. He oh, good for him. Yeah, he shredded. He's like skinny Rivers shredded. Cuomo? Yeah. Okay, okay. Not yeah. no, no, no Rivers. Not Rivers had like two jackets on. Yeah. Yeah. He looked cold and short. I saw them in like 2006, seven in Toronto, yeah. and Weezer was fantastic. Like, They're really good live. And uh, they came out wearing like full like Canada tracksuits. Oh. And but I'm like, man, they must have been sweating so hard in those, but they kept them on for so long. I, I was talking to Jess about this though, your wife. <gasps> <laughs> but uh, she, uh, she I was saying talk? to her that it's funny because you guys, she was telling me that you guys saw Panic at the Disco, and then there was another opening band. Yeah, I, who I don't gives know. a fuck? I think it was her name. I was saying to her that like I feel like opening bands at, at concerts are like a time capsule. Hmm. Um, because it's like they're the band that they will never get their, their live like show that they're heading. But they get that little glimpse of fame and they're very much a time capsule of the time. Because when I saw Weezer, Angels and Airwaves was opening. Yeah, look at them now. Look at them now. But, but it's like they have that album. An, Angels and Airways, just Blink One Eighty Two. It was Tom an Yeah, it's an offshoot of Blink One Eighty Two. But wasn't it like two of the three? No, yeah. it, it was, was two of the three. Oh, no, I think that's Boxcar Racer. No, well, Boxcar Racer was Mark Hoppus and here, hold Travis. On. Tom Tom no, no, I'm, I'm almost and positive. Travis Angels Barker and Airways is Tom Angels DeLong. and Airways. Just him. I think it's no. just him because no, I don't know because he's selling us. What you know? You she know saw them. Travis Barker and Tom DeLonge is, are part of Angels and Airwaves. Well, okay, because I know Blink-182 like broke up hard. Basically, yeah. just kicked Tom broke out. Broke up hard. Yeah, I think yeah. Tom was the problem. You think? Problem Tom? <laughs> but I, it's like call. it's like to me, I'm like I'm like wow, like what so, a lame band. So no, Angels and Airwaves is just Tom DeLonge. Um, just this whole time. Just blew your mind. Uh, I've, then, I've got to go. <laughs> I have a lot of people to call. A lot so, of mistakes to then, fix. And then Boxcar call. Racer was the, I believe, the other Mark Hoppus so, and... Well, uh, there was that and then there was Plus did, 44. Plus 44, yeah. yeah. There's when did one. Travis and Tom team up again? Maybe you saw Boxcar Racer. You didn't even no, realize. No, so no, once no, again, no, I think Because their right. music is so unique. I think because Tom was the problem, no one wanted to team okay, up Okay, so with box, Boxcar Tom. Racer, wow, hold on. Uh-oh. Yeah, everything. it's more of like who this wasn't awesome. in it. Uh, Boxcar Racer. So Angels and Airways was just Tom DeLonge, right? Yep. Boxcar Racer is Tom DeLonge and Travis Barker, but no Mark Hoppus. Okay? But I think Mark Hoppus did do a couple... Like he so came Tom in on a couple DeLonge just kept forming new bands with people from Blink-182. Yeah, well, and other, and other randoms. So then, hold on. Let, let it me all kind of sounds like Blink-182 anyway, Let me look up so. Plus 44, because I forgot about Plus 44. Um, while we still have time before we have to wrap this up, everyone who wants to go see a great movie... Uh, should go see Hunt for the Wilder People because it was fantastic. Amazing soundtrack, beautiful, uh, a lot of heart, great performance. Um, it was just just a delight to behold the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it made me feel good. We watched it Sunday night and it just made me f- like end my weekend just feeling good. Right. So I've been Adam, watching I'm Mr. Talking to you. I, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> I've been, uh, we finally caught up on, we're catching up on shows right now. So right mm-hmm. now we're catching up on Mr. Robot, which has been really good this season. Yeah, me too. So. I've been watching uh, WWF Raw from 1997. Nice. When yeah, it was called WWF. Yeah. Basically working through that storyline. It's a lot of the Hart Foundation versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Ken Shamrock's there, but he doesn't say much. He's kind of the Matt Peak of the WWF. <laughs> it's, it's weird because Star Trek and Jason Bourne, I think, are in theaters, and I don't care. Yeah. 
I saw Star I Trek and it was okay. I yeah. still okay. want to see Star Trek and I still want to see Ghostbusters. I want to see Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters. We should all go. Phenomenal. Ghostbusters group. I, I love to see Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters group. Lawrence swears by it. So it's I, really, I, really, really funny. I will be seeing Food Movie this weekend. What's it it's called? called Sausage Party. Sausage Party. Oh, yeah, I also I want to see that. Food movie. I would also like to see that. Damn, well. what's with these late summer movies? Where was this stuff during the summer? Yeah, what came out this summer? Nothing. Other than Civil War. There's a movie coming out. I mean, that was the beginning. Spring, yeah. A movie coming out this fall. Bad movie, Superman? Chris Pratt and. Jennifer Lawrence, what movie is that? That's the movie that Jacob worked on. You can talk, no. to, you can talk to Jacob about it. Whoa, he directed it. Whoa. He directed it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, plus 44? Hold on. We so, okay. So plus what? 44 is Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker. Yeah. So Tom DeLong, for, yeah, no, I know. Plus 44 is Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker. Boxcar Racers, Tom DeLong and Travis Barker. Okay, okay. And, and then Angels and Nervous is just Tom, Tom DeLong. Well, oh, it's it. also, and then like his buddies. We gotta stop. I have to pee real bad, but mm -hmm. I wanna, you guys have. 18 seconds, because I really want to know what's at this Welcome beacon. back to Blink Chat. That's right. <laughs> Today we're talking about Blink. That's Blink Talk. <laughs> That's it. Boy. Blink and Blink related <laughs> things. Did you like Alkaline Trio, or did you not yes. know who they are until fucking awesome. that guy, Skiva? Remember when they parodied Backstreet Boys? Could believe it. They're just as much a time capsule Stop. as they were. Okay. <laughs> you guys, Blink-182 or Sum 41? Blink-182. Blink oh, yeah. yeah. well, I would yeah. probably take a bullet before the, either. They, I love how ugly the lead singer of Sum 41 got. Because oh, he, yeah. he looked weird when he was a kid, and then he got older, and he just kept melting. <laughs> and, uh, wait, who is Skater Boy who I married just didn't uh, Avril, Lavigne? Avril Lavigne? I just didn't understand. That was Chad Kroger. No, 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 no but before, before that. Before, was it before the, that, she was married to the guy from Sum 41. Really? Canadian royalty. Yeah. Wow. I, I, man. <laughs> wait, I just Time capsule. What is it with Avril Lavigne? That she ha can only marry Canadian men. Also, how come in all the Sum 41 music videos they made it seem like endless summer when summer is only like two and a half months? <laughs> yeah, like, we're just always skating around. They going love summer. To the pool, they love summer. There. Drinking beers. Yeah, they made Canada look real cool. They right, did. Lawrence, well, you should go to the bathroom. God, I want to pee so bad. What's at this beacon? We're gonna do the dude soup post show in a, yeah. one minute. Once Lawrence, Where we only talk uh, about blink. okay. Uh, now uh, waving my hands means we're done with the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks everybody for for hearing us bag on Suicide Squad for an hour straight. Uh, if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed us talking shit about something that we didn't do and probably never will, uh, maybe recommend this to a friend. Leave us a nice little rating on iTunes, what have you. Uh, this thing, this thing grows because people listen to it and recommend it to people. So, are we in Spotify yet? If you enjoyed it, uh, sort of. I'll I don't check. Know. Spotify, Spotify, I've emailed them and they're like, we'll contact you. Oh, yeah. gotcha. like, okay, apparently well we don't fucking register on your radar yet. But we're on pretty much everything else I could get us on. So, But yeah, if you have any suggestions, feel free to let us know, you know, through Twitter or the subreddit or anything like that. And we're always trying to make this a better show. We want you guys to have a good time. Thanks and for having me on. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the post show. Thank you so much for joining. You're not allowed to leave. Stick around for the post show. We're going to look at some fan art. It's a nice little thing that we do after the podcast. Engage with people. We take live questions. It's pretty nice. Finally, I made it to the beacon. Finally. Yo, Holmes, just remember me as a hero, man. What about that soldier who's underneath? Remember when you hit your wife? Yeah. Remember when you killed your wife and kids? Well, then there's that part where he's like, I don't kill no more because I killed my wife. Every character. later he goes, I don't kill no one because I kill my wife. Everyone goes, wow. Well, what about when you were- <laughs> You already showed that! I was walking, Wait, look at different I was walking uh, Benson oh. the other day and walked by a school and there were these two hard burnouts <laughs> sitting on the curb. <laughs> and as I walked in, the dude was like, dude, man, when I smoked that salvia, that's when I died. <laughs> and the oh, other shit. friend's like holding, holding a Dr. Pepper and he goes, really? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, man, I never came back. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm just walking with my dog who then takes a shit like four <laughs> feet away. And I'm like, this is.